Welcome to Big Giant Book, a musical storytelling podcast for children. My name is Rachel, and I write the stories. And this is Joey, and he creates the music. Stick around after today's story to meet the instruments with Joey. This story is called That's Nothing. meadow near the river is preparing for spring. Every stem, stone, and sapling shines with a fresh rain polish, and the sun coaxes napping critters from their dens, nests, and burrows. Bunny Rabbit climbs out of his warm, snug burrow paws first. He sniffs the cool, wet air with his little nose, blinks his round eyes in the glinty sunshine, and twitches his long ears as he listens to all the sounds of almost spring. This is fresh. This is sweet. This is lovely, 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 Bunny Rabbit says as he hops along. This is a perfect day for a proper hop around. Bunny Rabbit listens to the gushing river up ahead, swollen with snowmelt from a faraway mountain. Bunny Rabbit listens to a gaggle of geese chatting in the tall grasses nearby. Bunny Rabbit listens to the thump thump, thump thump of his forepaws on the muddy path. Bunny Rabbit hears the crack of a stick a very pokey stick as it snaps under his left front paw. Ow, ow, ow! Bunny Rabbit cries out. My paw! My left front paw! Ow, 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 ow! What's all that commotion? Beaver calls from the riverbank. He's standing on his lodge and he's frowning. It's me and my left front paw, Bunny Rabbit replies. I just poked it on an extremely pokey stick during my hop around. A poke on your paw during a hop around? That's nothing, Beaver says. I've been gnawing and hauling and building all night to fix a leak in my dam. Now I'm trying to get a good day's sleep and you woke me up. That does sound exhausting, Bunny Rabbit replies. I didn't know you were sleeping. I'm sorry for waking you up. Didn't you hear my whistly snores? It's the middle of the day, Beaver grumbles. A poked paw, that's nothing. He dives into the water and glides back to his lodge. Bunny Rabbit slowly hops along the riverbank, being extra gentle to his left front paw. He thinks about Beaver and his cranky words. Bunny Rabbit feels a little sad. 
At the bend in the river, Bunny Rabbit spots a calm stream pool. He hops to the river's edge and dips his left front paw in the cool water. Ah, that's much better, he sighs. Bunny Rabbit dips his paw in the water again, and again, and again. What a wonderful splash sound, he giggles. This is splashy. This is sploshy. This is lovely, lovely, lovely. Splish, splash, splitter, splatter, splosh. Splish, splash, splitter, splatter, splosh. Excuse me. Excuse me, Trout calls from the stream pool. He's poking his face out of the water in front of Bunny Rabbit, and he's frowning. Hello, Trout. Fine afternoon, Bunny Rabbit says. It would be much finer if you'd stop all that splashing and sploshing, Trout replies. Playing in the water helps my left front paw feel better. I just poked it on a very pokey stick during my hop around, Bunny Rabbit explains. Poked your paw on a stick during a hop around? That's nothing, says Trout. I was swimming along on my incredibly important trout route, and all your splashing and sploshing has frazzled my flow. I didn't know about your incredibly important trout route, says Bunny Rabbit. I'm sorry for frazzling you. Well, now you know, Trout grumbles. A little paw poke during a hop around, that's nothing. He backflips deep into the stream pool and swims away. Bunny Rabbit decides that he has had enough of the riverbank for today. He sees a giant willow tree up ahead. That looks like a perfect place to rest, Bunny Rabbit says. His left front paw feels all better, but his mood feels worse than ever. He remembers the grumpy things that Trout and Beaver said. He feels sad and stares down at his two front paws as he hops toward the willow tree. Watch where you're hopping, honk, honk. Whiskers up, whiskers up, Goose calls from the path right in front of Bunny Rabbit. She flaps her big wings and hops aside so they don't collide. She's frowning. Bunny Rabbit, you almost bonked into me. Oops, I'm sorry, Bunny Rabbit says. I guess I wasn't paying attention. Well, what's ruffling your feathers, so to speak? Goose asks. You're usually so bouncy. It's nothing, Bunny Rabbit says. Come on now, let's chat. What's hampering your hop? Goose insists. Well, okay, it started on my hop around. On the muddy path near the tall grasses, Bunny Rabbit begins. Mm-hmm, go on, says Goose as she looks past Bunny Rabbit toward the river. Well, I poked my left front paw on a rather pokey stick. It's better now, but... Honk! Goose interrupts. Poked a paw, you say? On a land stick? That's nothing. I have to watch out for land sticks and water sticks. Plus, I only have two feet. You have four. I don't understand, Bunny Rabbit says. Honk! A land stick. Honk! One paw! Honk! That's nothing! 
Goose grumbles and honks all the way to the river. Bunny Rabbit feels tired. He thinks about the things Goose and Trout and Beaver said as he hops ahead to the willow tree. At last, he arrives. He steps into the shade beneath the willow tree's green canopy and lies on the soft grass. He watches the long willow vines swish and sway, swish, swish, sway. He closes his eyes. This is calm. This is peaceful. This is lovely, 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 Bunny Rabbit says. It sure is, somebody says from above him. Bunny Rabbit opens his eyes. It's Hummingbird, and she's smiling. She flies forward and backward and upside down in a rapid happy dance. Bunny Rabbit smiles. Hi, Hummingbird. I didn't know you were here. I wasn't, but now I am, Hummingbird replies. I'm happy to see you. I'm happy to see you too, Bunny Rabbit says. The two friends talk about winter and spring and snack on honeysuckle all afternoon. Hummingbird darts in and out of the willow tree's long vines, and Bunny Rabbit hops as high as he can to try to reach her. They laugh and laugh and laugh. This afternoon is sweet as nectar, Hummingbird says. It is. Bunny Rabbit agrees, and I was having a very strange day before this. Bunny Rabbit remembers beaver and trout and goose. You're frowning now. What happened earlier? Hummingbird asks. Well, first I poked my left front paw on a stick. It really hurt, although it's better now, Bunny Rabbit says. Then... Every critter I met acted very grumpy and told me their troubles were way bigger than mine. They said my poked paw was nothing. That's something, Hummingbird says. I'm glad your paw is better, Bunny Rabbit. Hummingbird hovers at a honeysuckle flower and takes a big slurp of nectar while she thinks. Then she says, would you like to know what I think about the rest? Yes, please, Bunny Rabbit replies. Well, I think even though one critter's problem feels giant like a tree, it doesn't mean that the next critter's problem is nothing at all. Yes, but what if they sound very certain, Bunny Rabbit asks. Sometimes a critter just feels stuck as a stump or like they're swimming against the current, or they just need a honk about something. They might feel like the only one who has problems. That's a lonely feeling. Bunny Rabbit ponders and listens to the swish, swish, swish of the willow vines and the hum, hum, hum of his friend's wings. Finally, he says, thanks, hummingbird. I guess I felt a little lonely today, too. But then, 
I relaxed here at the willow tree and played all afternoon with you. Now I just might be the happiest critter in the whole meadow. No, no, no! I'm the happiest critter in the whole meadow, Hummingbird teases. Oh, I get it, Bunny Rabbit laughs. Okay, we are both very happy critters at the very same time. And that's something lovely. The end. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed hopping along with Bunny Rabbit on this journey. Now, today's story was the longest one we've done so far, and it featured critters with completely different sounds. Right, Joey? That's right. Except two critters shared one instrument. Bunny Rabbit and his friend Hummingbird were both played by an acoustic guitar. Oh, interesting. Well, they sounded completely different. Yeah, that's because for Bunny Rabbit, I played hoppy, bouncy chords, so uh, many notes strummed at the same time, like this. But for Hummingbird, I played single notes up high, kind of like a hummingbird's quick fluttering wings, like this. Cool. So the very same instrument played these two friends completely differently. That's right. Very nice. Nice work, acoustic guitar. You know, speaking of using the same instrument to play two different characters, I actually used the same tenor saxophone this week that I used last week for Dustball the Cat. Oh, really? I didn't hear anything cat-like in this story. I'll give you a hint. Ah, yes. The tenor saxophone played Goose. That's right. <laughs> well, that's perfect because this is the instrument with the goose-shaped neck. The same kind of neck that a goose has. Yep, it looks like a goose, and it can even sound like a goose. Yes, tenor saxophone, you made some goosey, grumpy honks today. <laughs> Good to see you again. So, Joey, I know there are a couple uh, critters left. That's right. You know, I don't want to overlook the beaver. There were a couple of percussion instruments I used for that critter. But we're going to have to talk about those instruments another week because there's actually an instrument that I really want to share with you today. Okay, that sounds great. I know that Beaver will be back again for his own story soon and we'll be able to talk then. I'm really curious about this instrument you have. I recognize that. That is trout. Yep, and the instrument I use for trout is called kalimba. Well, it's really cool looking. You're holding it right now, and it looks to me like an autumn squash fruit. Yeah, that's right. You know, kalimba can be made out of all sorts of different materials, but this particular kalimba is made of a dried and hollowed out gourd, and it has a wooden top, and then there are some metal strips attached to the top that you pluck called tines. 
cool. I see you're mostly using your thumbs to pluck those uh, the tines. Yeah, and some people even call kalimba a thumb piano. Ah, I can understand why. So where does the kalimba come from? Well, the kalimba is actually based on an older instrument that comes from the African country of Zimbabwe called the embira. And the embira is actually over a thousand years old. Wow. So it's got a lot of history. Yeah, it's actually the national instrument of Zimbabwe. It's really important to their music and their culture. So are kalimbas the same as um, embiras? No, embiras actually have a wide variety of different tones they can play, and it's all personalized based on the musician playing the instrument, whereas the kalimba is always based on a scale. And there are some other differences, too. The embira has two rows of tines, whereas the kalimba always has one row of tines. And there are many, many different styles of embira, so it's actually a very, very unique instrument. So the kalimba was completely inspired by the embira. Yeah, I think you could say that. Uh, that happens a lot with musical instruments. You know, every musical instrument has a story. And so, you know, I'm always trying to learn something new. And so I hope this was a good brief introduction to the kalimba and its relationship to the embira. And, you know, the kalimba is something that you will find often in music education for children. You know, it's kind of an, uh, an ideal instrument for that setting. It's lightweight. It's small in size, so it's easy for little hands to hold. And the way that the tines are arranged makes it really um, great for learning how you can put notes together to make songs. I noticed that earlier today when you were playing with our son and he was able to manipulate the tines, uh, flex his little fine motor skills in new ways. And, um, and then when you were having your turns, he was like nodding off because it is so soothing and so beautiful. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's learning and I'm learning. We're all learning. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so excited to be back again in one week on Monday with a brand new story. And until then, have a lot of fun on your big, giant day.